Hey, welcome back to the show, Weight Loss, Lies, and Myths. This is part two on how to strengthen your willpower. So let's dive right in. Willpower is kind of like a muscle, which means you can make it stronger. But you can also go to the gym or work out at home and you can train a muscle too much so that you strain it or weaken it over time. You can do that with willpower as well. You can overtrain your willpower and you can make it weaker in the long run. Because your environment and willpower go hand in hand. So let's say you have a goal to eat more vegetables and you want to eat less potato chips or, you know, any type of like food that you want to eat less of. If you have this food in your house and you're walking by it countless times throughout the day, every time you walk by this food, you're going to use your willpower to abstain from eating it. Eventually, you walk by this food enough times and you're going to eat it. Like I've talked to probably a thousand people in the last 12 years who would say something like, they do go so good during the day and they fall off at night. Well, if you have food in your house that makes it easy to quote unquote fall off at night, you're probably going to fall off most nights. It doesn't matter how much willpower you have. One of my early mentors, Dr. Berardi, had a saying that went like this. If you have a food in your house, either you or someone you love is going to eat it. So, easy tip to help your willpower is don't have it. More on this in a minute, but why do companies pay a premium to have their candy bars placed in the checkout aisles of grocery stores? Like candies, the way candy works is like the, the sales surge during certain times of year, holidays, Halloween, things like that, Valentine's Day. And if companies relied on candy sales to make generate revenue only three, four times a year, they, they wouldn't do very well financially. So they, they pay a premium to put their candy bar on aisles so you see it all the time. Because they're counting on you to make an impulse decision because of your environment. Like when you run to the store to grab some bread or a carton of milk or whatever, and you're at the checkout aisle, you're not on this trip planning to use your willpower to to fend off an impulse purchase like candy, but it's sitting there waiting for you. And they use this tactic to generate a large chunk of their revenue when it's not peak season. So don't go to the grocery store. Don't don't do your shopping there. Do grocery delivery or grocery pickup. And better yet, when you order your groceries, do it on a full belly. It's going to help you put you in a place where you're making more of a logical and mindful decision and not one based on emotion or, or, or feeling like you're super hungry. And yeah, you, you do pay a little more for grocery delivery and grocery pickup, but you're not going to make nearly as many impulse purchases. So you're going to save money in the long run. Plus, you're not going to eat the food you don't want in the first place. So my wife and I, we don't buy any type of snack food ever to keep it on hand. So what we do is if we actually really want, like if we want like a cookie, we really want one, we have to go to the store and buy it. And what it does is it just kind of makes that, it gives you time to let the impulse wear off 
she can make a more, make a more mindful decision. It's kind of like the 10, 15 minute rule I shared last episode. If you haven't heard that, we'll check it out. But yeah, giving your time, your, your brain time to process between impulse trigger and decision-making will help you make a choice that more aligns with your goals and not one based on emotion. If you feel like you do quote unquote need to have like these types of foods in your house, here, here's what you want to do is put them in a place that you don't see them ever. Put them behind a locked cabinet, whatever it is. And what you're, you're trying to delay the time between impulse and action. And the more time between will give your you know, brain time to catch up. You can make a more mindful decision. All right. Now, you, also, you, you want to make sure your environment is going to help you maintain a strong a willpower. So take a moment and do like an inventory of your drive, your car, your office, the place where you spend the most time. Do these environments make it easier or more difficult for you to reach your goals or to abstain from impulse choices? One example is like if there's a certain type of breakfast sandwich or whatever that you find that you're eating all the time, don't drive by that location anymore because seeing it's going to be a trigger for you. So if you're taking like a certain route to work or wherever running errands, and you keep on ending up at Starbucks picking up whatever the breakfast sandwich is, don't take that route anymore. Or if you're going to Starbucks, you know, do a mobile delivery order ahead and get your, have your coffee waiting for you or your whatever it's going to be, right? So you want to make decisions beforehand when you're thinking logically before the impulse or the trigger has time to affect your decision-making. Sleep and willpower. Simple here. As your sleep quality goes down, so does your willpower. You, you really want to prioritize your sleep if you want to have strong willpower and make less impulsive decisions because when you're tired, you're more likely to make the easiest decision that takes the least amount of effort instead of the one that's the best for you, your health, or your family. So poor quality sleep will cause you to sacrifice not only your health, but your family's health as well. All right, so, and here's, just to wrap it up here, three quick tips to strengthen your willpower. Number one, do what you say you're going to do. Simple as that. You commit to something, do it. Whether it's super important or kind of mundane, do it. Like, following through and keeping your word is like the lowest hanging fruit of having a stronger willpower. So, yeah, follow through your commitments. Number two, Make it easy to get started. So getting started requires a lot more willpower than the journey itself. So let's say you want to meditate. Start with one minute per day. No amount is too little. And one minute per day is better than zero minutes ever. And I'd argue one minute per day is better than 10 minutes once per week. Why? Because doing something daily or more consistently is what you want to strive to become. So doing something one time per week for 10 minutes per day, that's good. That's better than zero, right? But it's still one time per week. But if you're doing something for one minute per day, seven days a week, 
You can very easily go to two minutes, then three, then five, then 10. Then before you know it, you have a nice little meditation habit that you're doing every single day. Apply this to walking as well. If you want to start walking, just walk around the block every day or five minutes, whatever your number is. But then over time, you can then go to 10 minutes or 30 minutes, whatever your number is, right? If you want to work out, start with doing one exercise per day, seven days a week. I mean, change it up a little bit. Don't do the same. Don't squat every day, but change it up a little bit. And what you're going to find is like you, if you get dressed to work out and do your one exercise per day, you're, you're already there. You're dressed. You're like, you know, why not do two exercises before you know it? You're doing 10 minutes per day, right? You want to increase your protein, add it to one meal per day. Let's say you're not, you'd say you're doing protein for dinner, but not at lunch or breakfast. Which meal, breakfast or lunch, is it easier to add protein to? Pick it and then go for it. Then, then you're doing it twice per day. You can always build on that. So start with the, something simple or easy that's going to help you advance where you currently are and then build upon it. Lastly, create routines. And everybody here listening gets up in the morning, right? You brush your teeth. And you get dressed. What you can do is, as soon as you get dressed or whatever your last morning habit is, go for a walk around the block. Because what happens is getting up or brushing becomes like the very first domino in walking. So if you can attach a new habit to habits you're already doing, you're much more likely to do the new habit consistently than if you just try to do it randomly throughout the day. Say meditation. What you can do is you get up in the morning, brush your teeth, you get dressed, meditate for one minute. Now your morning routine includes meditation. Okay? So let's just let's say throughout the day you're making a cup of coffee. As you're brewing your pot of coffee, or maybe it's automatically brewed, or whatever it is, but you can journal while it's brewing, or else you're heating up some water. You can Walk around your island as you're heating up water. Whatever it is, you can try to, try to, don't try to, add new habits that connect to habits you're already doing. And this will help you because if you have a habit you're already doing, it's built into your DNA. It's who you are. And attaching a new one to it, you're now using a very strong, quote-unquote, anchor habit to help you stay on track. Okay, hope this helps. If it did, uh, please subscribe, rate, review, and share it with a friend, whatever you want to do to help us out. That'd be great. If you want to follow me on Facebook, my profile's in the show notes. And if you want to join the Life Warrior community, you can find that note in the group as well. Have a wonderful day, and we'll see you next time.